We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. The Bernstein and Holmes Show. Middays 10 a.m. till 2 on Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Do you know what the best first minute of a song is to me? There are like very few things that go as hard as work hard, play hard in the first minute. That's a category that I had not really thought about. Like for an intro? Oh, that's pretty good. I go blur song two. That's also good. I mean, this this goes hard. It allows you to like get into it. Right here. It's like, oh yeah, I'm just kind of getting into it and everything's cool. You're standing in the tunnel. And then you go through the paper. Or you bounce off the paper. Now I gotta start putting together like a list. Voodoo Child by Jimi Hendrix. The first minute of that goes super hard, too. Shot by Beastie Boys, Truth 563. I'd agree with that too. Oh, that's good. Pharaoh Monch's Simon Says. Oh, yes. Definitely is, goes oh, hard yeah, in the first looks, minute. Yes. Truth, truth, truth. Bernstein and Holmes, your midday destination for Chicago sports talk. On Chicago Sports Radio, 670 the score. 670 the score. Yeah, you can't really say a lot after that, though. The next couple of lines are very rough. There's some great remixes to that, too. There's one with Buster Rhymes on it. Heat. That beat, like, that's one of those beats where everyone in hip-hop's like, damn, I probably passed on that beat. And then Pharaoh Munch gets on it and everyone's like, can we do a remix? I want to do a remix. I want to do, I got a whole idea. You know what other song was like that? This is why I'm hot. Like, that beat was so dope that everyone's like, um, I'd like to do a remix to that, please. Like, some throw some verses onto that. Good. 
I, I still have a, a soft spot in my heart for Meek Mill and most of his catalog. You are a Meek Mill truther. I You and Robert Kraft. When his when his album came out, the one that he was upset that Drake did not acknowledge him for, maybe it's because I was living in Philly at the time, but I was like, I see his point. This is an excellent album. Why didn't Drake acknowledge this? I think that it's really interesting that people have like caught up to Drake. Did you see the Saturday Night Live bit? Sports fans knew because he was cheering on every team. It was hilarious. Ray, I think it'll play on radio if you get it. It's from like a couple weeks ago, and they clowned him. They absolutely clowned him. So if we find it, I want to get your reaction to it. This is the Bernstein and Home Show. Lawrence and Layla here with you until 2 o'clock. We've got a lot to discuss on today's show. We are broadcasting live from the Score Hyundai Studios, brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Circa and the great folks over at Circa, they sponsor our hotline, so whatever guests come on and hang out, they have been on the Circa Resort Casino hotline, which is damn awesome. I want to go to that pool and just watch a bunch of games there at some point. Layla, when I'm, I was on vacation, and I had the room, and I looked out the window, and it was right there. I don't know why you didn't stay. I didn't know why you, like, I didn't think you were going to stay there when you went. Of course you were going to stay there. Yeah, I I did that, and it was a really good, like, base to go and do all my stuff in in Red Rock and and, uh, Blue Diamond and all the other places that I like to hike out there. But, man, being able to, if I wanted to, I could have literally stayed in bed and watched the sports book. Like, what all the games that were on, I could have stayed in bed and seen it. From I think I was on, like, the 25th floor. All I want to do is, is work on my tan and watch college football. Is that wrong? No. If I, that's wrong, I don't want to be right. So here's what I'm thinking. This sounds to me like a, a Bernstein, Holmes, Rahimi first week of college football trip. Remember that time I don't take time off because work and work well, and then some more work? I understand that, but I'm Also, thinking- that's, no, Vegas that week, I mean, I know that they, they, they try to circumvent the weather as much as they possibly can, but I got enough of that in my life. I don't need those kind of temps back in my life in September. I'm just saying that that seems like a something that, that Circa would love for the show to come down there to celebrate the first week of college football. Circa, if you can figure out how I'm not going to like constantly sweat in that temp, I'm listening. I got it. That's easy. Put ice cubes on my head? No, cabana. Lawrence, how am I supposed to work on my tan if I'm in the shade? You you go in the shade to get cool. You come out of the shade to to get your sun on. That that was the move for much of my life. See, so no more excuses. We're going. We're taking trench foot, and then we're heading (laughs) out to Vegas. He got us some luchador masks, I think. Or maybe he didn't. I'm not quite sure what that post was. Yeah, I think Dan's post was him regretting not buying us luchador mask. I think we can find some somewhere. In Chicago? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that we could find plenty of luchador masks. Yeah. I, Authentic I, ones, too. I wasn't too concerned. Somebody right up re- 18th Street. Some, sure they got them. And some food. We might just also stay for the food. Somebody had a really cool Bears jersey, and it said Los Osos, and I was like, oh, I get it. It's neat. That's awesome. Vocab. I'm sorry that Oso I have to. Also is bear. I have to pour some cold water on the start of the show. Um, I, I'll tell you who we have on the show, and that'll help. Lawrence Holmes. I, 
Hold on. I got <laughs> I, Before I get the picture of cold water, Mike Florio is going to join us at 11. Adam Hogue, our buddy, is going to join us at 1040. High noon at 1145. We are going to talk with Cubs fans today about how they feel about the offseason, how it's gone. We're going to open up the phone lines. I'm going to do the thing and open up the phones and talk with the people. State of your team. Yeah, we're going to do. And then tomorrow. Don't worry, Sox fans. We're going to do White Sox fans and their feelings on positions that continue to you go into a season. It's like, well, you know, you guys should really get a right fielder in a second baseman. What year is this? Exactly. So we're going to do that tomorrow. Jim Ozarski is going to join us at one. Uh, we had a, a really, I think, thoughtful conversation in mind to talk about Tua yesterday. We didn't get to it. We are going to get to it today. People also want us to conclude the conversation we started and didn't conclude. Yeah, I, I thought about that where we were talking about what constitutes new media versus old media. The idea of of do institutions have an edict on what it is that they're saying about particular person or team how does one go about covering a team if there's room we've got today's show figured out but if there's room in tomorrow's show i i'm totally okay with that uh, us going back over it i also love that we are in a thaw now that that the sun is out kinda and the temperatures are warming up it's 34 that's enough to start some, melting some of that snow and uh i'm good with it and i think it'll end up putting people in a much better mood Here's the cold water. Our childhood was taken from us yesterday. It really was. It was taken away from us because yesterday, East Bay announced that they are closing for good at the end of the year. So at the end of this week, there will be no more East Bay. How am I going to know what the latest shoes are? How am I going to know how much they cost? What about those cheerleading shoes I had my eye on? What, what about those? What about, what about some wrestling shoes that maybe I'd use for dance classes because they're flat sold? I just want to know what they look like. What about baseball gear that I could only dream of having? And I would never be like, I didn't get introduced to East Bay until we moved out to the Burbs. So high school for me. Somehow my grandmother got the catalog in the early 90s and I was like, all I know is that I started meeting people out in Homewood and in Flossmoor, and I was like, wait, what do you mean that y- you mean you just don't have the e- equipment at the at the park where you go to play baseball? Because growing up and playing in Jackie Robinson West, all they said was bring your glove. Everything else you needed was going to be provided for you. And if the bat wasn't perfect, you learned how to deal with it, like that sort of thing. Right. And then I got to HF and people had East Bay catalogs. And I was like, ah, like, this is exactly what I was hoping for. Mm-hmm. I never got Holy anything world. from the East Bay catalog because we couldn't afford it. But a brother could dream. That's and- it. That's aspirational. East Bay was aspirational. And that's what I liked about it. And apparently, if you look at some of the screen grabs people showed, I did not think that Jordans would be the thing that's inflation-proof, at least in the primary market. How about that? But the price of Jordans relatively unchanged. I mean... There was a screen grab that showed the, uh, the patent leather ones, too. Mid-90s heart swelling. It just... And it's funny because now you're seeing a lot of the people that cover the secondary market on shoes be sad because 
they were probably gaming the system off of East Bay. Like, Easily. oh, I got these off of East Bay, and now I'm going to mark them up 200%, and I'm going to sell them. Is there? Do you have anything? Like, like, are you like that with, with gym shoes? I used to... I used to really, it was just whatever my friends were wearing. Like the, the Air Max 96s in blue and silver were the goat of all Christmas presents for me. I And I wore those until they were flat on the bottom. So you know, like, you know we who's used a, those a lot or wore them constantly. A big Air Max champion, who's Jay that? Illa. He has a wall. And I love his music. He's got a wall of Air Maxes. I'm very jealous because that's kind of, that's my shoe. Like, the more I think about it, because... Uh, People now, love the 95s, and I get it. Those were a little too flashy for me, and I was a little too young to appreciate them. 96, though. I got some Air Max uh, golf shoes now. I want the Air Max 90s. I was, at, I was at South by Southwest in Austin a few years ago, and Nice Kicks, which is pretty famous in the culture, had a pair of off-white Air Max 90s. That will haunt my soul because I didn't buy them. So, so you're pretty much steeped into this game, like the East no, Bay shoe I game. I mean, I'm not, I'm not in it as much as everybody else is now. It's a kind of like when I had time to play video games. Like I, I stopped playing that game a long time ago. I just, I just switched my sneakers for pumps for the studio and and that work a long time ago. But it was just, it was aspirational. It was like you know something that you looked, you looked forward to if you, if you. uh weren't going to get anything yourself. You know, you could see what else was out there that the people had. A texter says it was the ultimate window shopping. You were correct. Catalogs do that, yes. Catalogs were that thing for a long time. Yeah, and you sit there and go, man, what what lie or argument could I make to my parents that would make – because there was an unspoken rule that I could not go to them with gym shoes that are a hundred dollars or more like that. Th- it was an unspoken rule because my mother would just look at me and be like, nah, let's pick something else. <laughs> you can find some good shoes for way less money than that. But it's funny, Dan and I were having this conversation at the end of, of the week last week where we were talking about how the culture of the things you can't have it, perpetuates the retro cycle once you're an adult with discretionary income where you're like, Oh, I, I couldn't have all of the comic books that I wanted, or I couldn't have all of the Jordans that I wanted. Well, now I got an extra couple thousand dollars that I could spend on that if I wanted to. And now as, as you see people like us being more upfront in leadership roles or in media, Folks are, are are fulfilling those wishes. Like you're seeing people on TV rocking Jordans because they can now. Like they they can wear it clean and they can match it up to what it is that they're wearing and all that stuff. But that's what East Bay was. East Bay was you looking being like, man, if I had some real money, I'd get me some Jordan threes. Right, because Foot Locker and Finish Line didn't have a lot of real estate where I lived anyway. The mall wasn't super big and expansive wait the malls in texas weren't big in the 90s they were just not that one Mm. like my hometown at the time probably had a third of the residents it does now so we didn't exactly have like this big swinging mall huh so you could only see a limited a limited set of, of shoes there at any given time 
Or just knowing where, where everything was that the pros had on. You know, if you were watching a game, you didn't know where to get that stuff necessarily. Right. Like the hats and all the jackets. Well, some of it was like limited edition. Some of it was stuff that you couldn't get unless you were a member of the team. And then they were like, team you know issue. what? People people really like this stuff. I remember when the uh, when the Bears brought the B back. Like they put it on Lovey's cap and I was like, you know, that's a that's a good look. The hair, I think they call it the heritage B. The capital B. Yeah. I, I have a pin for some reason. I have a pin with the old school Bears B. That's a coach's B, right? Don't yeah, they call it that? It's a good look, too. Like, it's a good look. And you're like, yeah, that's a good way to sell merch. A super great way to sell merch. Yeah. And if you just, if you didn't have the resources to know where that stuff was at the time or the parents who had the resources at the time, that was a way to find out. You felt a little more connected to what was going on. Yeah. And you see, you're like, oh, that's where such and such got such and such. Right. Like, yeah, East Bay was... And was, then you learn what it cost. Yeah. Is there anything now that you buy that is wish fulfillment from young Layla? Uh, I think maybe in my 20s I was like that a little bit. Instead of putting that money into a 401k. Stupid. But now, no, I'm, I'm pretty necessity-based. Because, like, the shopping is, is... It's all work wardrobe, you know, for me. Right. Like, I don't, like, it's, that's where it's got to go. That part of my budget. So it's not, I don't know, it's not the same. And I guess credit to my parents that I didn't really have that, like, need or something. But, yeah, even when they re-released all the Air Maxes, I was still like, hmm, I've been here. I'm, I think I'm going to be back on Air Maxes. Like, for my, look, I got old man The 90 Air Maxes, though. I was not old to ever, I wasn't old enough to, like, understand them. Now, now I would, ugh, those haunt my soul. Well, now, like, my walking around shoe is Brooks because I'm old um, and they're super comfortable. But I have a pair of, of red Air Maxes that I wear occasionally, especially if I wear, like, Alabama gear. They they match up with some of the crimson pretty well. How convenient. How, how convenient indeed. Uh, and I'm like, you know what? For just rocking around, like, if, if I'm just out, these are perfectly comfortable. I wouldn't want to go do three miles in them, but th- that might be on the list of things. Now, especially now that I got the Air Max golf shoes. Oh, there, yeah, there you go. Snoopy snow cone machine would have been that for oh. me. Snoopy snow cone looked pretty cool. That's a great. I, I had a Snoopy snow cone. But then I like discovered Rita's water ice in Philly, or as they call it, water ice. <laughs> and that that pretty much is that did the thing. That is Layla Rahimi. I'm Lawrence Holmes. We are here with you until 2 o'clock. This is the Bernstein and Holmes Show. When we come back, let's talk about something that is very rare. A lack of dysfunction for the Bears as compared to the rest of the league. Yeah, it's not us. We're going to do that next here on The Score. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 
Bernstein and Holmes, middays 10 to 2 on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com in Odyssey Station. One knee, and that's it. The coaches will shake hands in the middle of the field, but the Rams destroy the Denver Broncos 51 to 14. So now the fifth win of the season for the Los Angeles Rams. Meanwhile, the 11th loss for the Denver Broncos. We've all enjoyed the relationship that we've developed with Nathaniel, the time that we've spent together, and getting to know him better as a coach and a person. The competitiveness our team has shown this year, despite the injuries and adversity, is a testament to Nathaniel and his leadership. I believe he will be a successful coach in the future, and we wish him the best. When we purchased this great franchise in August, this was not the season we were expecting, and it has been a season that's disappointing for our fans and what they deserve. Broncos country, let's rock. It has been quite the disaster for the Denver Broncos, and it could have been the Bears. Easily could have been the Bears. I wrote about it in today's Sun Times. You can check out the entire. There's no paywall anymore, so like if you want to just read the column, you can just click on it and read the column. And I got the back page, so that's pretty cool. So you actually have a copy, a paper copy of the Sun-Times, my column uh, starts on the back page. And I appreciate the Sun-Times for allowing me to explore that, that that this could have been the Bears. Layla, this this very easily could have been the Bears. You know why? Do you remember how Ryan Pace and the, and the Pace people in the national media were like, the Bears were so close. They were so close to getting Russell Wilson. They were right there. And apparently they were. John Schneider was interested in the deal that that had been put in front of him. And it was supposedly Khalil Mack and maybe Akeem Hicks plus draft picks and all sorts of stuff. And then it could be the Bears that are sitting in this. Wasn't that meeting in North Dakota? It was. How's, How's Trey Lance working out? Not well. Not well. That was always something that fascinated me about that story, too, was the fact that it was in North Dakota. Like, did you guys just meet Old West style, like on the hills? Was it kind of like a setting out of Yellowstone where people had, like, cool Western hats on? Kevin Costner was, like, somewhere hanging out. The wind was blowing. Do you watch that show? No. That requires watching not sports. Oh, yeah, that's right. We know that that's a thing. I'm still waiting for Ted Lasso to come back and the morning show. I got into those, two. I've been... I've been sitting here going, do I watch this? And now do I need to watch it in order? I watched, People like it. I watched the first episode of 1883, and I was like, all right. And now there's 1923, and I'm like, wait, what? So It's a lot of years in between. It is, and it, it. I mean, I'm interested, and obviously they wouldn't keep making shows if the shows weren't successful. But I'm just wondering, is it good? People like it. The Bears, yeah, here it is. The Bears reportedly made a monster trade offer to the Seattle Seahawks for star quarterback Russell Wilson during a meeting in North Dakota that would have changed the NFC West landscape for the 49ers and the NFL as a whole. The North Dakota piece of it just adds to the drama for me. How nice is it that the Bears are not the team that did this? And and it's only because of Pete Carroll. Like Pete Carroll was like, nah, not enough. Don't question Pete Carroll's timing 
and don't play him in poker. Yeah, because he he got what he needed from it and ended up uh, having a Pro Bowl season for a quarterback long left dead in Geno Smith. I love that redemption story for so many reasons, but mostly because it gets people talking about who deserves what and how many second chances deserve are deserved for everyone, not just, you know, certain quarterbacks. Chase Daniel, though, still getting a playoff check coming up. Hall of Famer. I felt the same way the about bank. I felt the same way about Carson Wentz, though, whenever that was a discussion that was very much top of mind. And we did a whole Bears Monday show when we found out that he was traded to Indianapolis. That seems how's that working out? The thing with him, and it's part of the reason that I continue to get mad about Justin Fields and the draft process of Justin Fields, there were apparently a ton of character red flags on Carson Wentz. Football character, not criminal. Especially when you're talking about the team that had Nick Foles at the time possibly being interested. Right. And people just ignored that. And I I, I get that Carson Wentz does have an immense about, amount of ability, but if you can't turn that into leadership and everywhere he's gone, that has been a question. Like It just makes me go, man, NFL people, as much as we venerate them to being smart. There's some stuff that they outsmart themselves on. Or they're just so determined to make somebody succeed, no matter how many chances they've given them. Like, for example, Carson Wentz has been named the starting quarterback for the Commanders against Cleveland on Sunday. Well, the thing is, is that those of us here in Chicago kind of need Carson Wentz to do some work. Because... If the commandos lose, that opens the door for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is rooting for the Browns, so you should probably root for the commandos. Fair enough. However, I also want to point out something that you said in your column that I think is worth discussing. At the time, the opinion of Russell Wilson was one that was, I'd say, like sheer respect. Mm Mm-hmm. For his ability, for his resume, what he brought, and how he still had a lot of years left, a lot of people thought. And you said something about how you've been in interview sessions with him where you listened and then later you're like, he really didn't say anything. Yeah, he's one of those, he's not alone in this, but he is one of those guys where you're sitting there and while you're talking to him, you're like, oh yeah, yeah, this is, and then you get back and you listen like, there's nothing here. There's nothing. He know he's he has mastered the art of talking for a long time and saying absolutely nothing. We have two, also. <laughs> I, I agree with that. But I I put that together with all the reports that we've heard about him that are asides and just random stories throughout the season, like the the calisthenics on the plane and stuff like that. And I'm like, why did this guy with this outstanding resume and this record to his name? that he helped earn have to put that stuff out there. Like why, why did you feel the need to have to prove anything? You got the deal. You got the dead cap money that teams dream to have free for an entire season. Why did any of that need to happen here? These are all very important questions. Isn't it great though, that that Pete Carroll saved the bears from themselves. Yes, ultimately. 
Isn't it great? Because this could, like, Layla. Broken clocks right twice a day. The show that you and I are doing today, if they had pulled this off. We're fired up about that. But let's be honest. <laughs> we would have we would have been excited. Of course. But even at the time, like, when people were talking about what the Bears would have given up <laughs> to get Russell Wilson, I'm like, how are you going to build a team? And and the problem, part of the problem is that because of Tom Brady, to a certain extent, Aaron Rodgers, LeBron James, people think that the athletic like legacy, like you would just keep going. It's not re- like there's outliers in that regard, and, and those are 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 a couple of them. It also just speaks to when you think it's time to fire a coach and GM. Fire them mm-hmm. because that was the beginning. That was in 2021. So that was the beginning of the last season in that regime. And they were clearly doing anything and everything to try to save their jobs. And to me, if if that was a part of it where the desperation is is coloring your, your impression of what you need to do and you want to mortgage the future that badly because of the draft pick scenario, which... We all know Pace isn't afraid to trade first-round draft picks for a quarterback who the age alone says that value might not be worth it, especially when you compare to now what we have here. Also a desperation move, but that one I'm happy about. You you much rather have Justin Fields' contract. Like Even if we just talk, we don't, let's not even talk about the guy. Let's talk about the contract. But that's, that's that fish rots from the head scenario mm-hmm. where when you're afraid to make a decision as – the man in the room who's tabbed to make it, CEO, that's what can happen. Texer says about Yellowstone, Yellowstone sucks because it's all beautiful scenery ruined by people punching each other in the face. I like people punching each other in the face. 773 Texas says, it's ridiculous. It's TV for guys that tuck their shirts into their jeans. I don't know what that means, but it's a pretty funny line. Wait, what? Did I just get a super secret morning show update you on the sure text did. line? You this sure did. This is why I read the text line. OMG, I love y'all. Thank, thank you, person who is clearly working on that show and texting us. We need to take a break. Adam Hogue is going to join us. We'll talk Bears with him as they get ready for their game against the Lions. Bernstein and Holmes, Lawrence and Layla here with you until 2 on the score. Adam Hogg says... Adam Hogue, Bears beat writer for CHGO Sports. What's up, everyone? My name's Adam Hogue. This is the CHGO Bears podcast. We just need to kick Adam Hodge off the show and let him come back on Tuesday. Host of the Hogue and John's podcast. Mark Trestman's face just popped up on my computer, by the way. Adam Hogue. Adam Hoagie or Hogg? Excuse me, I don't know how to pronounce the last name. With Bernstein, Holmes, and Rahimi on 670 The Score. We got to see this young man yesterday here in the Score Studios. He's nice enough to check in with us to talk about the beat that he covers for CHGO. He joins us on the Circuit Resort and Casino Hotline. Circuit Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. What's up, Hoger? Good morning, Lawrence, Layla, and uh, I highly recommend Yellowstone. Okay. All right. Well, I, I, yeah. you and Speaks yesterday, you guys were throwing a lot of stuff at us uh, from a pop culture standpoint. There's a lot of good music conversation on the show yesterday. Thank you. I was just trying to keep up with Speaks, but I got a, you know, I got I got my uh, certain areas of music that I can jump in, but I was just trying to keep up. Do you remember what it was like when the Bears were were pounding their chest at how close they came to getting Russell Wilson? Yes, 
And I loved your your topic and your column, and congrats on the back page of the Sun-Times, Lawrence. Um, it's fascinating. That entire offseason is fascinating. I think about it a lot um, because in, in many ways, Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy probably still shouldn't have been in charge of that offseason. And it started actually with Carson Wentz, you might remember, um, and them doing – their due diligence on that possible trade. And then to their credit, talking to the right people and kind of realizing, yeah, I don't, there's too many red flags here with Carson Wentz and they never actually made an offer. Then the Russell Wilson thing sort of fell in their lap because if you guys remember, it was really um, just a, a sudden tweet that came out that included the bears as a possible destination. Russell wanted to go to at that point, the Bears had no idea that that could even be a, a an option. Otherwise, they probably would have never even gone down the Carson Wentz road, right? So now they're engaged in these Russell Wilson talks, which you guys mentioned in the last segment, ended up happening and coming together in North Dakota, Trey Lance's Pro Day. And I think the, the draft context matters too because, remember, the Bears were picking 20th. They weren't sure that – they had were going to have realistic access to any of the quarterbacks that they liked in the draft because they were picking so far back. And that's a whole other conversation about how that came together and they got fortunate to even be in a position to land Justin Fields. Um, but as it turned out, and you pointed out in your column, Pete Carroll kind of saved the day because otherwise I think that that deal happens. I think Russell Wilson's on the Bears, and Pete Carroll just wasn't quite ready to make that trade yet. A year later he was. Um, and then obviously Andy Dalton being involved in there, like that's the move you pivoted to. <laughs> it's just, it's one of the more bizarre off seasons. And yet, and then, and then they had to stand on the Dalton deal too, even after getting Justin Fields, which I thought was one of the most ridiculous things to one of the most ridiculous ways to run a football team. I don't care. They what also you, gave him a raise. Yeah. Like I don't, pro- I don't care what you promise Andy, you promise Andy, his deal before you had the opportunity to draft Justin Fields. Yeah, and it's 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 like it's hard to criticize, you know, important football people who are genuinely and I still believe this good people um, for being good people. But it's sort of got in the way of football decisions sometimes, right? Like Andy Dalton, good guy. Ryan Pace, good guy. Matt Nagy, good guy. And it's like. Well, we we just want to show respect to each other. So, Andy, this is still your team. We're still going to get – and it's like, no. The guy you just drafted's better. <laughs> and so just because the situation was what it was in March doesn't mean that needs to be what it is in late April now that Justin Fields fell in your lap. And unfortunately, I think that ended up, you know, putting Justin Fields into a, a, a bad position throughout his rookie year and, you know, in some ways – had you know made everybody have to start over this year uh, with Fields, and, and fortunately it seems like he's going to be okay. Well, I will say this though: I think number one, they they wouldn't even let a, a question about Fields be answered without them bringing up Dalton, which was yeah. simply unnecessary, both for morale for our soundbite purposes, and then also just let you know exactly how they had to couch it. But two, I think they were also doing that because. It stretches out the timeline. You put Justin Fields' development back a year, they get employed for another year. 
It's their way of saying like, oh, you know, later. Like that's where that fourth year of the offense junk came from. The whole thing was just a big CYA to me. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm kind of laughing right now because then you you also think about how Nick Foles was still there. <laughs> yes, just right. largely he's preventing just... Carson Wentz from ever coming here. Thank- and, and he's thankfully. just sort. Yeah, and he's just sort of there, and he's not really talking in the media. And then, like, we requested him enough that at some point they they put him up there in training camp, and he's like, "Yeah, I want to be traded." And we're like, "What?" Like, I mean, that makes sense, but it's just weird to kind of actually hear someone just be so open and honest about that. And uh, and then they couldn't trade him, obviously. And then it was essentially this exact week last year where he goes into Seattle and balls out and wins a game for the Bears. Uh, in Seattle against Russell Wilson, I guess just bringing the entire thing full circle. Well, and let's be honest. If the Broncos don't think they have a chance to get Aaron Rodgers or perhaps even then Russell Wilson, are they really drafting Patrick Sertan ahead of Justin Fields? Well, and I still think I still think that that's um, and, and this is something I wrote about guys like right after that draft. Um, to me, it's actually. It's the Carolina pick of J.C. Horn that really was the biggest reason why Justin Fields ended up being a Bear. Because I think if they take Sertan, the Broncos draft a quarterback. Um, and, and, and the fact that Sertan landed there and they loved him that much and Vic Fangio loved him that much, they end up making that pick, and all of a sudden you got back-to-back teams that could have easily drafted a quarterback taking corners instead. All of a sudden, I know that that's sort of when the the Bears' draft room started a buzz because they had already that pre they had that deal with the Giants set up days in advance. Hey, if this gets to this, if this falls a certain way, you know we have the de- this deal, um, you know the parameters of it in place. And all of a sudden, that looked realistic. And sure enough, that's how it ended up falling. So I really think it was that Carolina pick that uh, ended up being the thing. And now now the Bears get to be the team, guys, right? You look at that. There's so many teams ahead of the Bears in that draft that probably should have drafted Justin Fields that didn't. And those are two yeah. of them. And, and one of them probably San should have Francisco. traded up for him to, to trade instead of, of getting Mac Jones. But that's another story for another yeah. day. Dirty-ass player. Um. Anyway... <laughs> I mean, he did kick Jaquan Brisker in the ding-ding. And and Jaquan was on this radio show saying that he thought it was intentional. So, you know, there's a file that's building on poor Mac Jones. I'm kind of excited for Sunday's game. I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing what the Lions offense looks like at this stage. Amon Ross St. Brown has been fantastic. Jared Goff is going to throw for over 4,000 yards for, for Detroit this season. What are you looking forward to in this matchup? Well, yeah, I mean, before we get to the Bears stuff, just to give Detroit a little bit of respect and credit, they're a fun team to watch. Like, I've enjoyed watching the Lions this year. I mean, whether or not Dan Campbell is going to end up being a successful head coach for them, I don't know, but he's certainly entertaining. Um, And I thought that Hard Knocks was the most entertaining season we've seen in years uh, with that group this year. So from an entertainment standpoint, like so many of these Bears games, for them not being a good team, um, you know, I'm excited. I'm still excited for the game. And obviously Justin Fields is is a big reason for that um, because anytime he's playing, you want to watch. And it's been it, – it, 
yeah, I mean, really, in my lifetime, it really has never been the case for the quarterback of the Bears. And um, I, I just think this matchup, too, against the Lions, we saw it the, the first time that they played. Obviously, it was a heartbreaking loss in the end for the Bears, but it was an entertaining game with Justin Fields doing ridiculous stuff and the Lions um, still doing what, what they've been doing all year. I mean, give Jared Goff credit. I, I, he, he's... I, I honestly think he should be a Pro Bowler over Kirk Cousins. I agree with and, you. And I don't even think it's that controversial of a take. He's been the better quarterback on the better offense uh, throughout the entire season. Credit to the Vikings for winning all those close games. But if you look at any advanced metric, the Lions offense has been better and Jared Goff's been better than Kirk Cousins. So I, I, I'm really excited to see not only what the Lions continue to do and they still have uh, playoff hopes, but also what just Justin Fields can do because these are two matchups in these last two games here that I think are advantageous for the Bears' passing offense and games that he should take steps forward. I'm also excited to see him get back on turf in an indoor environment where the elements won't be hindering him. So I'm all, I'm all in on Justin Fields playing this week. I think it's a good decision, and I, I can't wait to see what he does. We appreciate it, Hogue, and thank you for for retconning that a little bit with us, for sure. Yep. All right, guys. Have a good day. That is Adam Hogue from CHGO. You should check out his work there. He does fine work there, and Casey comes and hangs out with us. When we come back, there's a lot going on around the NFL, and the situation with Tua has been pretty crazy. So we're going to talk with Mike Florio about all of that and more in the NFL Bernstein and Holmes, Lawrence and Layla here with you until 2 on The Score. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 